Welcome to the Greater Church Podcast. We are praying that wherever you find yourself on the journey, that this message will be an encouragement and blessing to you. And now, here's today's message. Hi, babe. Can you read us our scripture for today? Sure. Should be up on the big screen as well. Matthew 22, 37 through 39. Jesus said to him, you shall love the Lord your God with all your heart, with all your soul, and with all your mind. And this is the first and great the first and great commandment, and the second is like it. You shall love your neighbors as yourself. If you're taking notes, and I really want to encourage you uh, this morning, this whole series is a note-taking series. Um, take down some things, um, some important notes that we're, we're going to be offering. And um, the title of the message is Slow is Still Go. Let's pray. Dear Heavenly Father, we thank you. Uh, that we have this opportunity to be here in your house, in your presence, Father God, to be able to just get to know you a little bit better, Father God. And no matter where we are on this journey, Father God, you love us, you care for us, and that you want us to be in a relationship with you, Father. So as we preach, Father, let Pastor Chino and myself just decrease as you increase, allow the Holy Spirit to speak and minister as you wish and will, Father God. Thank you, God, for this opportunity. We love you and we thank you for all that you do in our lives. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Amen, amen. Come on, would you put your hands together one more time for Jesus? Come on. Hey, since the beginning of the year, um, I think we all have them, right? New Year's resolutions. It's February, and you were like, Reza, what? <laughs> um, that is a, a foregone, long, old conclusion. Um, but here's what, we, what we've tried to do as a family. Um, my word for the year, hopefully you have a word for the year. Um, my word has been focus, and um, Lydia's word has been discipline. And I think as we kind of united both of them, we want to be disciplined and we want to be focused. And so we're eliminating things that we don't need. Uh, we're working through stuff as a church. Um, and we're watching God do some incredible things. And so we are even tweaking and changing things. And several different things are happening in our church. But personally, one of the things that have happened in our church is that we started going back to the gym. Yeah, in our lives. Yeah. And so we found uh, a friend of ours, actually one of the FCA uh, members at uh, Etowah High School. Um, his name is Steve Highland. He actually introduced introduced us to this gym. It's right down the street here. It's called HEW, um, and it's ran by John. It's an incredible place to be able to go. I mean, man, it, he's just been amazing. They do Bible studies on Monday for women. Yeah. They do Bible studies on Wednesday for men. Um, so they have their, their form of G groups. And man, we've been going to the gym. What I've learned is that I thought, I'm athletic, and so I thought I could get back in the gym and just go for it. You know what I'm saying? Bro, that first day, your pride gets a hook. Fellas, y'all know what I'm talking about. Don't look at me with your face all straight like you don't know. Your pride gets ahead of you because they start doing stuff and you're like, yeah, I could do that all day long. And when you used to be able to do 100 push-up straights, now you're doing three and you're kind of like, ah, okay, this is a little difficult. You know what I mean? And so we, we started doing these cleans, these snatches. And so you grab these barbells, you know what I mean? And you bring it up and then you kind of like, ah, and then you do the little jump thing. You know what I mean? As I started to do it, I started to notice that I wasn't in the best shape. And the individuals who were there started to notice that I wasn't in the best shape. And so what they did was that they were like, hey, Chino, hey, Lydia. Um, Lid played softball in college. So she was, she, we are athletes. Our kids are athletes. Um, but in that moment, what happened was that they were like, hey, just slow down a minute. Let's, let's just take it a notch down. Um, I want you to go through the process because I want you to get stronger. And so they were like, I don't want you to put weights on it. I want you to just do the bell, the, the bar. And I was insulted. You know what I'm saying? 
I wasn't. I ain't about to lift all that. I got PRs, you know what I'm saying? I got personal records, you know what I mean? I'm a workouter person. And, but I haven't worked out in years, so I'm a liar. And so I was like, I was like, all right, cool. You know, so we, we kind of did it. And then what they were showing us was that it's a process. Um, what I love about this place is that, and I'm not giving a shameless plug. I'm just telling you what happens, but make sure you visit them. But one of the things that they do is that they were teaching us like, yo, how to eat correctly and how to do different things. And I thought it was really cool because they put us on a pathway. And here's the truth. Um, when it comes to relationships, right, there is a pathway. And for some of us, we've bypassed some of that pathway in certain areas of our life. And as we mentioned last, last week, Sometimes when it comes to relationships, we haven't really been taught pathways. We've just been taught whatever we've seen modeled from our parents or modeled from people in our, in, in our areas, in our atmosphere, in our neighborhoods. Sometimes, even for me, you know, we've seen it modeled. On, it was Martin and Gina that taught me how to be in a relationship. I learned how to pursue a woman because of Fresh Prince. You know what I mean? Like, I knew, like, girl, you, are you hurting, girl? Because you, you must have fell out of, out of heaven. You know, all that weird crap. And we didn't do any of that stuff, by the way. Um, that's all on TV. We had different tech. They call it Riz now. The kids call it Riz. We used to call it tech. She fell for it. And so we were, you know what I'm saying? And so we, 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 we know in part, and we actually enter into relationships sometimes with broken ideas. And when those broken ideas are introduced, we find ourselves in some pretty serious situations. And so what we try to do is that we want you to understand that God actually has a path for relationships. This message and what we're going to share is not just for single people, although if you are single, lean in. But this is for people who are dating. If you're engaged, if you're married right now, a lot of the truths that we're going to speak today are going to actually be able to help you because there's tensions that happen in marriage because sometimes we've bypassed the process. Church, this thing called Christianity, it starts with you having salvation. Then it starts with you becoming, then it continues you becoming a disciple and you going through the process of sanctification. Then you discover what your purpose is. Who am I? What was I created for? That's called redemption. Ultimately, so that you can live a fulfilled life and you can do everything that God asked you to do. That process, we've shaped it and we've called it know God, find freedom, discover your purpose, and make a difference. Our entire church has been shaped on this idea of moving people through the path of not just being stagnant and coming to church, listening to a message on Sundays, but actually becoming the church outside of these four walls and living the life that God has already prepared for you. And so what we want to do today is that we want to talk about this pathway when it comes to relationships. And I think we have a, a decent, decent, decent talk. <laughs> yeah, so the first thing like Chino alluded to is that we're going to talk about is singleness. And um, singleness... Any is, single folk in the yeah. building real quick? Single folk, raise <laughs> yes. your hand. Look around, okay. look around, so, look around. Yeah, you never know, you know what I'm saying? You never to know. find out who's you know who right about. <laughs> You feel me? Glory to God. And like Chino said, you know, we're talking about this. And, and so some of you married, fo married folks are like, I don't want to talk about being single because I'm not. Maybe I wish I was, but I'm not. You know, I'm not. So, so just bear with us. But listen, because in every single one of these things that we're going to talk about, there's something that you can apply to your life, even if you're not single. Okay? Um, and singleness is, uh, I'm speaking right now just to the single, but it's, it's not that you're incomplete. It's not that there is a, it's a dirty word and, and you're in this place where it's like, uh, she's still single. And, and then you start getting all this pressure, or he's still single. You get all this pressure from everyone um, uh, talking about uh, your family and friends. Um, every time you walk into the door and grandma's like, um, did, did you meet anybody? 
right? Or, 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 or we're in church and Chino does that. Look around, look around, because that's, 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 that's your time. That's your time to find out who's single so you can get hooked up, right? It's, it's not a shameful time in life to be single. You are not incomplete. You're a whole person in Jesus Christ. It is a season that you are going through. Um, it's funny because I wish I would have taken a little more time in my single life to understand myself a little bit better, to, to kind of push into some areas that God wanted to change in myself because I have to figure it out the hard way. After I got married, me and Chino, we struggled with some things. I still struggle with some things about having to tell him what I need to feel loved, what I want and what are my desires. Uh, I always want to just kind of please him and please him and please him. And I don't take the opportunity. And you know what God said in, in, to me is like, if I would have took some time to figure that out when I was single, to how to know how to ask my partner what I wanted, things would have been easier. But guess what? It's not over. It's not like that's ruined our, our marriage. It just, it was a little bit of a harder journey for us to get to that point. So we're saying these things to singles. Hey, figure yourself out a little bit. See what God wants to do with you. Learn something about yourself. And then married folks, if you're in that position and you maybe didn't do that like myself, you know, take a moment and start just getting some self-awareness wrapped around what God wants to teach you about marriage and who you are as a person. Absolutely. I think when you think about it, right? So like there is, there is a thought that you can feel incomplete, as my wife said. Singleness is not incomplete. You're not incomplete. You're in a really good spot. Watch this. Hebrews chapter 13 verse 5 says, let your conduct be without covetousness. Covenant means that you want something that somebody else possesses. Be content with the things that you have. For he himself has said, I will never leave you nor forsake you. I, I want keep this scripture up because when it talks about let your conduct be without covetousness, Theodore Roosevelt, he said, comparison is the thief of joy. And when you start looking at other people's relationships, sometimes what you see on TV, Drake be messing up a bunch of y'all. But what happens is that when you start to see things, you're like, yo, I want that in my life. And you will step out of the season that God has you in of development, of growth, of becoming a better person because you want to grab onto something and you're comparing yourself. And then it says, be content with the things that you have. Single folk, married people, help me here because y'all know, listen to me. You don't know what you got. That's right. Some of y'all, I be up early in the morning looking at your Instagram story and it be two o'clock in the morning and you're hanging out. Sounds fun. We can't do that anymore. I'm not just running out there and traveling. Oh, I'm in Tennessee right now. Took a day trip. <laughs> what? Like, <laughs> single people got, I'm so lonely. But you got a plethora of friends. Every time I see you, you hanging out at somebody else. And it's just another house party. I got a, I got a, <laughs> husbands, I'm talking to you right now. You got to, you got to ease your way into asking your wife for permission to go out. <laughs> You know what I mean? Some of y'all like, no, we free or whatever. I do what I want to do. God bless you. For us other men, you know what I mean? It's like, babe, did you see the house? <laughs> wow. God, I'm tired. But look, you see the baseboards? Totally clean. It's like how you used to do with your mom to beg her for $20 to go to the movie theaters. You know what I mean? Man, babe, I made the bed up. The garbage is gone. It's a, and, the, and I remembered to put the bag back in. Yes. <laughs> yes. So, babe, Chris, Chris was telling me that he wanted to go to the Atlanta Hawks game. You know what I mean? Just 
thinking, you know what I mean? Like, if you're not doing anything, you can stay with all three kids and they could drive you crazy by yourself so I can go to the basketball game to go hang out. I, I think, I, I think you, we can even, single folk, you can even fail multiple times and be fine. I think where there's a level of consistency that in the back of my mind, I'm thinking, I have to make sure that these people are good. These people are my children, my wife. Like there is a level of concern that is always the moment you wake up as a father and the moment that you go to sleep, everywhere in between, you're thinking of providing and you're thinking of consistency and how to continue to march forward. And as men, and that's why I think G groups are so important because we carry a different type of weight. Men, we think of things totally different and it's hard for us sometimes to even process with other men, but it's important for us to do so because nobody gets us. Just like we don't get them. They think totally differently. Our minds are just shaped differently and we need, I need you to be able to process. Yo, am I losing my crap or should I knock him out? You know what I mean? It's like one of the two. I need you to help me to walk through this. That's why I think it's important for us to, to have G groups. And then he talks about it and then he says, for he himself has said, God, I will never leave you nor forsake you. And when we hear, I will never leave you nor forsake you, that sounds good. But you know, I need a boot thing. I feel lonely. God ain't going to hold me. You know what I mean? Like he's not going to like wrap himself around me. I feel like, oh my God, I, I need somebody. Hey, listen to me. I, I want to say this real calmly and I want you to pay attention to me. Slow is not closed. Stop saying you're married to Jesus and allow yourself to be open to possibilities. I know you want tall, dark, and handsome, but the little short dude with the Puerto Rican hair, he got a great job. He has a great job. And he's gonna he's love really, He's good. a really good guy. I know you want to go to Ruth Chris, but that molten at Chili's is life-changing. Some of y'all got these standards that are through the roof. Relax. I mean, just give him a shot. You never know. Just try. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> just try. <laughs> slow is not closed. That's yes, what I'm saying. That's all I'm saying. Open closed. yourself up. <laughs> um, so another thing that happens when you're single is, 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 is you get into this idea that singleness is insignificant. But, but as I was speaking earlier, it's, it's not insignificant. It's an opportunity for God to mold you. He wants to mold you. And it says in Matthew 22, 37, 39, it says again, Jesus said to him, you shall love your God with all your heart and all your soul and all your mind. And the first, great, the first and great commandment and the second is like, you shall love your neighbor as yourself. That second commandment, love your neighbor as yourself. You can't, you can't love yourself unless you, you, I'm sorry, let me say this this way. You can only love your neighbor at the level that you love yourself. So if you don't love yourself, how are you going to love someone else? How are you going to love a spouse? How are you going to love your friends? How are you going to love that boyfriend? How are you going to love people if you don't love yourself? Because if you think about it, we're our worst critic. We talked about last week, who, who is the person in our lives that lies to us the most, that, that puts expectations that we can never meet, and then we beat, 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 get beat up about it because, and tore down because of it? It's ourself. It's, we're the ones that are always, man, I just hate that about myself. I, I, I just, I, I, bro, my teeth, they're just ugly. 
or, or my eyes, they just don't sit right, or I have this like little pooch in my belly, or my butt isn't big enough, or it, you know, I don't have as many muscles. I as always as, think about that. I don't have any muscles. I need Stop. to do more squats. <laughs> I don't have, I was getting to the guy stuff. I don't have as many muscles as that guy, or I'm not as smart or as strong, or I can't think that way. You know, we violate our bodies. We, we, we take our hearts and we put them out there and we allow people to walk all over them. We devalue ourselves. But God is saying, you are not insignificant. He wants to mold you. We have to sometimes, um, uh, as we're, we're going to talk about using our singleness to do a few things right now, but uh, as married folks and as regular, as people who are, are in relationships, we have to do these things as well because it doesn't ever end because God is always molding us and changing us throughout life. So if you're single in this place and also if you're married, just take these notes down and just apply it to yourself. The first thing you want to do is you want to get to know God. You want to get to know God. You have the opportunity when you're single with so much more time. And I know that when you're single, sometimes you're like, but I don't, I got to work, I got to do this, or I'm tired, and da, 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 and, and you can say that. But trust me, when you get to the stage where you're married, or you start having kids, it's mommy, mommy this, or daddy, daddy this, or babe, can you get me this, or there's no groceries, or there's laundry that never ends. I don't know why. Or socks. It's the you devil. wear one time, but you can never find its match ever again. Okay? Like, there are things that come, extra responsibilities that come when you get into a relationship. So when you're single, get to know God. Take that time. Like, just make an extra effort to know God. And like I said, it's not too late. If you're struggling with, with a lot of marriage issues and things going on, you know what? Just take 10 minutes out of your day before you wake up or before everyone else wakes up or when they go to sleep and get to know God. The next thing you have to do is process and heal from your yesterday. This is so important because we all have been through experiences and we'll say, say time and time again, go read Soul Care or go, go, go back and become self-aware as to why you were triggered in this area or why you went through this thing so that you can heal. And, and, and if, you, if you start to recognize where I'm going, think about the pathway we were talking about, know God, find freedom. Discover your purpose. Make a difference. Knowing God is getting to know God. Process from your healing is finding freedom. Learn who you are is the next one. You got to find your purpose. You got to find your dreams, who you are, what you're good at, what you love, what you want to do. It's a good time to say, this is who I am. So that when you walk into a relationship, you're not changing your identity for that person. They either love you for who you are or they don't. Okay? And then, so here's the thing, if you're already in a marriage and you've already kind of bypassed, you started moving and uh, I'm going to people please or I'm going to please him more than myself, there is still renewal in that. So don't get discouraged, oh, I messed up and I didn't do it. There is renewal in that. Just have conversations. Be more vocal about what you want. Take time to have self-care. I know that's turned into an ugly word, but sometimes some people who struggle with people-pleasing and always bending to other people's wants and desire, they need to just have self-care. They need to be a little selfish because all they do is give of themselves. And then that's where God can do something in their life and mold them. And the last thing you want to do is you got to do it. Get after it. You know what? When you're single, like Chino was saying, it's easy to fail, easier to fail. But fail forward fast. 
Meaning, you fail, you get up, and you move forward fast. That's good. I, I, I think it's important for you to understand that you, it's not insignificant. But here's what I want you to understand. Slow down. Like, if you're married, just take a moment. If you've been going so fast, it's like, yo, we got married. Me and Liv got married. Immediately, I feel like we were already in ministry. And then we were just gone. It was like we were running. I was traveling. Then she would get the, she had two babies at the house. They're Irish twins. They're the same age for 10 months. I mean, they're the same age for a month and a half. And so our kids are Irish twins. And it was just like, yo, she had two babies. And here it is. I'm sending her FaceTimes from a different state, different country. Like, oh my God, the Lord just showed up. And she's like, I wish he would show up at my house. (laughs) When are you coming back? You know what I mean? And it was, and I didn't, I never had the time to just, yo, just, Relax for a minute. Yo, let's, let's deal with stuff. It's not about you being selfish. It's not about this ugliness of like, oh my God, it's all about me. But bro, you can only love somebody. That's a great thought. You can only love someone at the level that you love yourself. And if you don't understand, yo, my dad touched me when he was six years, when I was six years old. And since then, my cousin did the same thing. And so now here it is that I'm stepping into a marriage and this didn't happen to me. I'm just saying an example. But all of a sudden now I'm treating my wife and I'm afraid that she's going to do something that's going to hurt me. There are things that you have to process. Some of it might be a parent walking out that you just ignored it. No, I'm under the blood. I'm not even thinking about that. But you're doing the same thing that your dad did because you never confronted it. So you have to slow down because here's three dangers. You ready? Here is the danger of speeding through singleness. Some of us are going to find ourselves here. And we're going to end this message with this. Some of us are going to find ourselves here. Some of us, we can easily enter into this danger. I want you to write these down because I think they're super important. Proverbs chapter 19 verse 2 Proverbs chapter 19 verse 2 it says desire without knowledge is not good how much more will hasty hasty means moving at an excessive speed how much more will hasty feet miss the way so moving way too fast miss the way here's the danger danger number one danger number one is that you're trying to escape the prison of single sentence What does that mean? You're treating your singleness as if it's a prison sentence. I'm only locked up by myself until God brings my boot thing. This this moment, I just got to endure it. And I'm in prison right now. I'm locked up. But as soon as I get out of this, I'll be able to have... And you're treating it like a sentence when in reality, it's not. Because here's the quick, here's the danger. The danger is if you think that you're just waiting for somebody and that's what singleness is all about, you're going to settle. And the first thing that comes through, you're going to be like, oh, let me take that real quick to get out of this prison sentence. And you're going to grab something that, trust me, you're not going to want to have. The second part is there's a danger of project management. The danger of project management is that you would meet somebody and you're like, yeah, he cussed a whole lot. Yeah, he drank too much. I know his driver's license is suspended, but it wasn't his fault. And every boss that he's been to at every job doesn't like him because he's unique in his personality. (laughs) (laughs) But I'm going to fix him. I I know when he goes, we're going to. But then on the other side, you will you will act as if you're a project. Oh, my God, he loves the Lord and she's on fire for God. And if I get with her, it's going to help me and she's going to get me good with God. Yo, that never works. I used to think, I can't wait till I get with my wife. I'm going to read the Bible. We're going to pray together. We're going to hold hand, Father, right now. Kumbaya, my Lord. All this good stuff. Yo, a half, I hate that title that we give. And, I, and if we use it, God bless y'all. I'm not 
speaking, and somebody might preach on the stage and say it, so please understand that I don't have bitterness or hatred towards it, but whenever we use the word my better half, yo, Lydia's not a half a person. Lydia's a whole person. I am a whole person. And when two whole people get together, there's a healthy marriage. When I am a half and she's a half, that is introducing drama, problems, brokenness. Because I'm trying to get something from her to fulfill and complete me that she can't give me. Only God can give me. And there are areas of her life that I'll try to give and give and give and give and give. And she can't receive it because she's never been able to process or know how to receive love. I just don't know because I feel like it's fake. There's no way that you can love me that way. And we start to look at the way that we treat from our dads is the way that we treat God. I used to think God was this person that was so far away. Even things that I still struggle with. That God is so far away. If I do good, come on, man. I'm going to watch demons come out of people. I'm going to watch healing happen in people's life. But if I didn't pray in the morning, I don't know if he's going to use me today. And I had to figure out that and learn, and I'm still learning, I'm still growing in that, that these are misconceptions from my past because of how my dad treated me. And so I had to learn these things. So I, I don't want you to be a, 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 a project. You are not a project. In this season, learn. If you're single, learn. Take time to do these things. Don't try to speed out of this. If you're married and you did speed and you wrecked all the laws, pay the fines. Here's, the, here's what the fines are. Take time to learn. Take time to grow. Take time to process. Take time to actually talk about these things. Yeah, so the last that danger of singleness that I want to talk about is called reckless flying. <clears throat> so there's a statistic out there that 35 to 50% of marriages end in divorce. And then for Christians, it might be a little bit less, maybe like 30%, a little bit less. I, I don't even know if that's an exact figure now because this, this was from 20. That's from 2024? Okay, good. He got the, the right numbers. <laughs> 20, it's 20 to 25% to 33% uh, percent of Christian marriages end in divorce. Those are huge numbers, guys. If, if I was going to go on an airplane and I had a 50-50% chance of actually arriving and living to that place, would, would, get on, would I get on there? No. Would you get on there? Heck no. So this is what we're doing in a, on a daily basis when we're meeting people and we're jumping into marriage and we're, we're being reckless in our decision with who we're, we're, we're going to get married to because he, we, we're lonely or we're tired or we just want. We rush in and we neglect the process that we're talking about up here on this stage. And it's not going to get them to a place. When I'm thinking... Um, I. I, I, we did a little bit of research, uh, uh, Pastor Jason Peebles, he's, he's spoken up here and he helps our church and he's um, uh, one of the pastors here that he's available if you need to talk to him, but he's got a lot of wisdom, uh, but he used to play, uh, fly airplanes and I, I thought to myself, oh, that's, that's easy or whatever, no big deal, but then we started doing a little bit of research on what it takes. If uh, it takes more than like 21 things. There's like this checklist that you have to go through. And I'm probably, you probably could tell it a lot better, but there's like 21 that I could count from the things that the, the research that I, that has to be checked off before he can even like start the plane moving down the, the runway. Before you even take off, there's all these checklists. 
It's, you got to do the fuel pump and the flight controls and instruments and radios and landing positions and altimeters and directional gyro and fuel gate. I mean, there's just so many. I'm not going to go through all of them. I have a list here of 21 things that need to take place before he can even start moving the airplane. Have a checklist. Think about who you want to marry. And not like what Chino said, he's got to be tall, dark, and handsome. But not only have a checklist of who you want to be with that you think you can get along with or God is leading you towards, have a checklist for yourself. What do I need to check off before I think I... If I would have said, I need to, I need to you know, do better about like delegating in my family, it would have it helped me better as a mom to be able to say, instead of cleaning up after my kids all the time because they're just kids, and that's what moms tend to do sometimes. No, I'm going to delegate. You know what? You are eight years old now. You need to learn how to wash these dishes. Lord and say, God. delegate that. If I did better with that, it would have it would have saved my heart some some hurt. Absolutely. You know, in my marriage, instead of like always trying to please him, oh, I'll just take care of it. It's not a big deal. He's busy. Instead of just doing that and going to him and saying, no, you know what? It makes my job a lot easier when you pick up your underwears off the floor after you take them off and go take a shower. Can you do that for me? I do a better job, y'all. A better job. A lot better job. Uh, instead of saying, me. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> and then I'll be like, hey, you see there's no underwears yeah, there, right, babe? Used to it. We used to say samples, so. he's doing a good job. It really is. You know, instead of me just getting upset and walking by, God, dog, man, why does he always leave his freaking underwears on the floor? I always got to pick up after him. He's such a baby. Da, 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 da. And it makes me all upset. And he's over there like, huh? okay? You know what I'm saying? Like, and I'm all upset. And then I'm angry, but then he wants to have, you know, something later on and intimate. And I'm like, no, you didn't pick up the underwear. You know? That's gonna be that's gonna be the next week. We're gonna talk about that part right yes. there. But when all, I, all all I'm getting to say is that all I had to do is I had to learn that earlier on. Make a checklist. I could have thought about those things that bothered me, that frustrated me, and why does it do that? And how can I communicate better? And how can I do this? So have a checklist. So you're not flying recklessly into relationships and causing hurt and more damage out of that. So you don't end up in that 50% mark or that 33% mark of divorce. Come on. Uh, singleness um, is not incomplete. Um, singleness is significant. And, and slow down in the season of singleness, man, because you don't want to speed through it. There's dangers um, that you'll find yourself, whether you're married, whether you're dating, And next week, um, we're going to kind of tackle that idea of dating, right? And so I'm going to speak to the people who are single and maybe you're in a relationship or you want to be in a relationship. But I think marriages, I think marriages, when's the last time you went on a date night without, you know, without these things, you know what I mean? And being able to have, how do you even talk when you haven't done it? How do you even have a conversation? And so we want to talk about all that stuff next week. Um, but, but I think there's some dangers that you can easily speed out because you're trying to get out of a season of singleness. Relax, man. Slow down. Work on yourself. What are some of the rejection issues that I have? What are some of the love issues? What are some of the things that are happening in me? Why did they happen? And how can I walk forward in health to be able to be a whole person? Um, when me and Lid, we, we go to this gym... Um, and yo, the name of the gym is H-E-W. Check it out. This is what it stands for. Hard Exercise Works. It's hard, I mean, super yeah. creative, right? Like, okay. The reason it's named that is because it's, it's hard exercise. Yeah. 
And so we, we get in there and it's hilarious because when we get in there, they make you like warm up. And when you do the warm ups, the warm ups are like a full on workout. You know what I mean? We finished the warm-up. We had to run 100 meters, come back, and then do some snatches, do 200 meters, come back, do some snatches, and then go back 400 meters, come back, and then go 800 meters. Bro, the Bible says that the righteous, the wicked run when nobody's chasing them. I'm not wicked, and I'm not running away from anybody. You know what I'm saying? These folks trying to have me out here, but <laughs> you know what's crazy is that the other day, uh, and last week, I was sitting, bro, it was that getting up right there, Right, this right here, I was like, if y'all saw me, I was like, I think I even almost fell off the stage one time because my legs buckled because it just was bad. We were, we were, we were doing these, these snatches, right? And so you had to kind of like, boom, and then bring it up and, or, or bring it from here and bring it up here. And then you kind of go and then you like, boom, and get under it, all this stuff. And the dude is showing us. And so I'm like, yeah, I got this. I know how to do this. And then Buddy came over there and talked to us. One of the, the trainers came over there. He talked to us and I'm like, yeah, I got this. I understand how to do it. He's like, are you sure? I'm like, yeah, yeah. He's like, well, just come over here with your wife. Let me show you. I'm like, but I, I've done it, buddy. I've done it. I did it with the other lady. And he's like, and so he shows Lid and Lid's out here doing all this stuff, looking like a power lifter. You know what I mean? She's doing all this stuff. And I'm like, I'm showing buddy and I did it, right? And I did the right form and stuff. He's like, slow down. It's not about the reps. It's about how good you do your technique. So it doesn't matter if you do 10, do one good one. I'm like, one good one, bro. What you talking about? I could do at least a good five. You know what I mean? Like, really, I'm not going to do one. And so I, I sat there and I did it. He goes, that's it. You did it. I was like, I know, bro. I know. So I did that mug and Lydia's on one side and she was in front of me for motivation. Um, and I, was, <laughs> and I, I did that junk. And then, I, and, then <laughs> and then what happens is I think I, you get a little, a little prideful. <laughs> and I was like snatching that bad boy and doing it. And then I just... Ooh, if you have a bad back, <laughs> you know that feeling. <laughs> oh, Jesus. I said, hold on. And so I, 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 you, whenever you have a bad back, you stop, drop, and roll. So you I fall down, and then I roll my leg over. You know what I mean? Trying to stretch my back out. I said, dude, come over. You okay? I'm like, yeah, man, I'm good, bro. I'm all right. Bro, I try to go back to that thing. I said, like this. I said, oh, no. I said, no. And then he had to come over. He was like, Chino, you, you all right? I'm like, yeah, man, I'm good, man. It's just the, the, the barbell hurt my back. It did something to me. And he says, did you stretch? I said, nah, I, ain't. I didn't stretch. I got here late. You know what I mean? I ran, just ran right into the exercise. You were making me run. I could have stretched. And, uh, and so he's like, okay, Chino, you're going to come over here. And here I am, bro. I'm in the, I'm in the gym by myself in this little corner with, with dumbbells doing these right here. I'm embarrassed, you know what I'm saying? I feel like I, I, got, I'm a, like, I got kicked out of class. Some of y'all, your teacher used to put you right next to them because you talk too much in class. And I felt like I'm that guy and I'm just like, oh my God, this is so stupid, you know what I mean? And I'm like doing this one thing. Lydia's over there doing the whole jumping thing, sweating. She's like, Hurrah! I'm like, here I am with the dumbbells. So stupid. Because I didn't slow down. For some of us, failed relationships have occurred because of a season of speeding. Because we didn't slow down and just listen to the instructions. It's not about how much you do. It's about how you do it. And so slowing down and taking time to learn your technique, learning who you are. Those seasons, if we pass them, will end up in seasons where you start to look for love elsewhere. 
because you don't find fulfillment in what's happening and you're looking for it everywhere else. When in reality, if you take time to just slow down, you'll start to see that you're never going to be able to receive the love that you want from your spouse. Let me be very careful. Because if you don't allow for God to love you first, if you don't allow for him to fulfill you, you're going to try to pull things out of your wife because this is what we did at the beginning of our marriage. I was, you kiss me more, have more sex, talk to me, tell me how good I do, give me more, explain to me, talk to me more. And I'm trying to pull something out of her because I had this emptiness that I didn't allow God to fill. And so now I'm putting a responsibility and a burden on her. I love Greg's shirt. It says something along that stop expecting for people to love you the way that God does. It, it, if I keep going to her, and so what did I have to do? I had to get in my little corner. That little corner was a cabin that I spent three days with God. And I was just by myself like, oh my God, this is so stupid. But the more that I did that, the stronger I felt. The more that I separated myself and I started to spend time with God and understand who I am, what makes me tick, what were the things that actually hurt me, that now I'm watching as God has healed those because I try to hide them. We do that, don't we? We get saved and we're like, God, I know you love me and everything, but I don't want to talk about this part. This part here, we just, it's under the blood. I don't even talk about it no more. But that part right there is ruining your life because it's a secret in your closet that's actually stinking and everybody around you can sense it. Get that thing out of your, your suitcase. Get it out of there. God can heal that. You don't have to walk in that no more. But it takes one step. And that one step, the first step, is for you to slow down and for you to go to God because he's the only one that can be able to sustain you fulfill you. He's the only one that can fill you with that love that you're getting. Because once I get it from God, now my wife can do a great job. She can do a really good job. Here's the truth. Once she gets it from God, I can do a better job because now she can receive it. You understand what I'm saying? Do y'all get that? Does that make sense? And so this season, it's all about slowing down. If you're single, take some time, chill, sit your little hot self down, relax. Stop trying to get out of this season. And try to figure out, God, what are you doing in me? What do I need to learn? If, if you're dating, yo, you're, you're, you're recreationally dating. We're going to talk about that next week. Turn it into some intentional dating. And we're going to talk about that next week. Like I said, if you're engaged, yo, did you run too fast at this? You know how long it took for me and Lydia from the day we started dating to the day we were married? You know, married, you know how long it took us? Five months. <laughs> Come on, speeding. It was quick in that. There were some processes and some things that we had to learn about each other because we were friends, but we weren't intimate. And so we had some stuff that we needed to think through. If you're married, it's not about separation. It's not about divorce. Please understand, that's not what I'm telling you. But what you can do is that you can take some time. Not, don't leave the house. Don't go to a, you know what I mean? Hey, babe, the pastor said I'm leaving. I'm going to the hotel for a month. Bro, stop. Stop. I didn't say that. Relax. But I do think if you're watching Netflix to three in the morning, why not turn it off at nine or 10 and, and, and have a conversation with your wife? Why not get a book and read together and like, yo, let's read this chapter together. At the beginning, we might fight through it. Yeah, but you always know. Okay, but what does, let's, let's look at the book. And, but let's keep, let's push and let's commit to this thing of getting better. And you'll watch when you get to chapter four and five, things start changing when you start applying stuff to it. And maybe it's just slowing down and being able to say, hey, babe, I just need some time to myself. Maybe I got to go to a therapist. 
Or maybe I need to actually read soul care and like process some of the wounds and the things that have happened to me. Whatever it is, I don't want to belabor the point. What I want to prove to you or what I want to show you and encourage you is learn who you are. Understand yourself. If you can do that, I promise you, you'll be a better version. It all starts with God. For some of us in here, we sped through life. Not only have we had more sex than you can count, but even in our bodies, we've paid the payments. And for some of us, man, it has been nasty end after nasty end. And casualties have come from the root word casual. And we've allowed ourselves to turn ourselves into and our purity to turn into something that's just ugly. From it, children have stepped into this world. And for some of us, we've taken children out of this world because we weren't ready. Wherever you are on that gambit, please understand, we're not here to judge you. This isn't a shameful plug to make you feel like crap. I want you to slow down. And I want you to know that there's a God that loves you. A God that's not mad at you. He's madly in love with you. A God that actually wants to walk with you on this journey. A God that wants you to know who he is. He wants to get into that area that you've been hiding. And he can, he will heal it. But he also wants to put some stuff inside of you. That all of a sudden you're like, yo, my drama, my pain, my hurt, I'm actually using it to be able to produce something life-giving in somebody else. Can I tell you that I spent my entire first half of my life in and out of gangs? And some of y'all know my story. If not, you'll hear it in Next Steps today. And God rescued me from a lifestyle that was pretty bad. You know what's crazy and I shared with you is that I was able to go back to prisons and go preach at prisons. As a church, one of the organizations that we're a part of, the reason why you give tithes and offerings, not only do we keep the lights on, but we go to see God do some incredible things in the lives of people. One of them today, Super Bowl Sunday, we're a part of an organization that not just goes into the prisons and goes to preach, but today have walked. And I'll show, I'll put a video online on social media for you to be able to see it. We have shared the faith to so many Super Bowl players that are so filled with anxiety, that are so filled with fear. And I can show you videos of the organization that we're a part of that is sitting there praying with them and leading them to Jesus and preaching the gospel to multi-gazillionaires as well as individuals that are in Las Vegas right now partying and ready for a Super Bowl and they're receiving the gospel by way of evangelism. My broken past allowed for me to connect with people who had broken past and bring future and hope to people that are broken now. And that's because of Jesus. So, hey, what, what if you gave it a shot? What if you said, God, you're real. And I want my life to mean something. I want to know you. I want to deal with my yesterday and close the door forevermore. I want to figure out what's inside of me. And then I want to go out and make a difference. What happens if you slow down today and actually made that decision to allow Jesus into your heart? How, how does that happen? How much tithe do you have to give to the church? None. Romans chapter 10 verse 9 will come up on the screens. It says, if, if you confess with your mouth, if you declare with your mouth that Jesus is Lord, that's called prayer, and you believe in your heart that God raised him from the dead, that is called faith then you shall be saved. The, the process is not a long drawn out deal. The process is one that you can't earn. The process is one that you receive. And today God wants to give you that. And he wants to start the journey right now. He wants to start with you. February 11, 2024. Today God wants to save you. He wants to rescue you. Would you do me a favor? Would you bow your head? Would you close your eyes? Thanks for listening to our podcast today. The mission of Greater Church is to reach and empower all people. 
we hope that this message met you wherever you find yourself on the journey. If God is using this ministry to impact your life, please head to our website at www.greater.church where you can read a message from our pastors, partner with us by giving online, and learn more about what is happening in the life of our church. Don't forget to subscribe to our podcast and follow us on all social media platforms at My Greater 